All right, so let's talk about cybersecurity. Not a very sexy topic unless it affects your life, which is what we're seeing right now. I'm talking specifically about this cyber attack on the Colonial Pipeline, uh, the gasoline pipeline. And apparently this pipeline uh, supplies about half of the gas used by the Southeast United States. And what we are seeing now with this pipeline having been shut down for a few days, we're seeing uh, in states where the Colonial Pipeline supplies most of the gas, you're seeing uh, gas shortages. You're seeing gas stations with no gas, the bags over the handles, all that stuff. Long lines in the gas stations that do have gas. Uh, here in Central Florida, ironically, our gas comes primarily from the Port of Tampa, and then there's a pipeline that pumps most of the gas here into the greater Orlando area. Uh, now, in response to all this, our governor, Ron DeSantis, has declared a state of emergency, uh, basically uh, relaxing transportation rules, making it easier for uh, trucks to ship gas to parts of the state where it's needed. Ironically, we don't have gas shortages here in Florida, in central Florida, because our gas doesn't come from the shutdown pipeline. What we're seeing here is lemmings panic buying gasoline. The way we do anytime there's a hurricane within a few thousand miles, uh, the same way we saw people panic buying toilet paper and Lysol wipes and disinfectant last year uh, during the height of the pandemic. So if you're one of these people who are out here hoarding gasoline because you're afraid it won't be there next week, you're part of the problem. So thanks a lot. But I want to get a better understanding of exactly what happened because this was a cyber attack Malware, basic ransomware, I think is what they call it. Uh, so I brought on a cybersecurity expert who can explain to us exactly what happened at the Colonial Pipeline and whether this type of thing can be prevented in the future or whether or not these cyber attacks are going to become something that we just live with moving forward. So this week I found Dr. Eric Cole. He's the author of a book coming out soon called Cyber Crisis. He's also a former CIA hacker, cybersecurity commissioner for the Obama administration, and advisor to other clients like the Obama family, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Lockheed Martin, and McAfee. So uh, we'll start off with my conversation with Dr. Cole, and I must apologize to you for the quality of the audio. This is another one of those interviews that I had to do at home using my Google Voice number, so it's essentially uh, recorded on my cell phone, so I don't sound very good at all. He sounds a lot better than I do, but I want you to listen to what Dr. Cole has to say. Uh, and my first question to him was just essentially, can you explain to me exactly what happened with this colonial pipeline? Uh, so what happened with the colonial pipeline is that there were two fundamental problems. First, because of the epidemic, there were a lot more people working from home from unprotected computers that had direct access to colonial's network. So if you go back to 2019, Almost everybody that was on the network was in a corporate environment behind proper security with proper protection. So now you have all these home offices spinning up with outdated computers and the responsibility of cyber falling on the individuals. So one of the employees were sent an email that looked legitimate where it came from a boss that said, hey, please review this spreadsheet or can you take a look at this document and provide edits for us? They thought it was legitimate. So they go in and click on that link or open the attachment. And unfortunately, the way this malware is written, one click is all it takes. So as soon as they did that, it installs on their individual computer and it starts trying to work its way through the network. So it connects over the Internet to the corporate network and starts connecting to all of the different servers. Now, the second 
big issue was operational networks, production networks that run a pipeline should never be connected to Internet-facing systems. That, that's I built these systems in 2005, 2010, and that's the golden rule. You must have physical isolation and separation. Once again, because of functionality, productivity, and not a focus on security, they connected the operational network to the Internet. So now this malware was able to spread, install on all of the computers that are running the pipeline, and then simultaneously went in and encrypted all of the data and essentially rendered those computers useless to Colonial. But as far as the disruption to the pipeline itself, can you explain to me what, what happened? I can, I can, based on my 30 years experience, sort of guess what happened. But Colonial, all they did was said that there was a cyber attack and we decided to shut down the entire, not part of it, but the entire pipeline. So in my experience, that's the last thing a company wants to do. That was their last resort, was to shut down the pipeline. And the only reason they would do that would be if every one of those computers were infected with malware and not operational. So to me, this malware was very sophisticated, was able to spread across all of the control systems that managed the entire pipeline. And then because they locked Colonial out of those computers and said, we will only give you access if you pay the ransom, Colonial decided that the best option to stop further damage was shut down the entire pipeline until they could figure out and evaluate what their options were. So, so I understand it was a non-state actor. Uh, what, what are they? What are these? What does this organization call themselves? The, the Dark Ages or something like that? I can't remember exactly what it is. But this is a, you know, these. Explain to me who these actors are that are carrying out these attacks. This is a uh, Russian entity. And the best way I can describe it is they've commercialized cyber hacking. They've basically taken cyber crime and commercialized it. This is a well-run organization. They have many, many employees, and they've built out some advanced software that can go across the network, encrypt information, and hold it ransom unless they pay money. So they just go through, and this entity has been around for multiple years. We, we've been tracking them since 2018, but they've mainly been focused on small companies, small to medium-sized companies, and in the past, their average ransom was around 100K. So they would typically hit eight to 10 companies a month, get 100K from each or a million dollars a month, and they were making about $12 million a year. All of a sudden, in the last couple of months, they upped their game and said, what if we target a big company like Colonial and ask for multiple millions of dollars? Now, all of a sudden, it's a different game and a different revenue stream for them. So they, they've, they've been testing this market of ransom for a while, and now they're just going after larger and larger organizations. So this particular entity, Dark Side, this criminal operation, uh, they're in Russia. Are they basically operating with immunity over there? Yes, and the reason is because of two components. One, Russia doesn't have an extradition treaty with the United States. So 
even if somebody is committing crimes, Russia does not allow those individuals to, to serve trial in the U.S. Second, in Russia, it's not a crime if you hack outside the country. So essentially, what they're doing is not illegal, and because of the current laws, they are protected. So this is the problem. We know who they are. We know where they're located. I, I can give you their IP address if you want it, but the point is there's nothing we can really do because of that implied immunity because of those two laws that I mentioned. Uh, these types of attacks are not new in Eastern Europe. We've seen we've seen these particular actors, Dark Side and others, carrying out these attacks in Croatia and Ukraine. Uh, how bad can this get? This, this could get bad on two fronts. So one, you're absolutely right. This is not amateur hour. Dark Side is professionals. They know what they're doing. They've done this before. They've done hundreds of ransomware attacks. They know the game. They know how companies operate. So there's sort of two worst-case scenarios. One is that they continue to target other critical infrastructure, other oil and gas around the United States, and hold them ransom. Now, remember, the ransom is only a small piece of the equation. Even if Colonial pays the ransom, which I believe they will, because they don't have a lot of options, Dark Side is still in their network. They still have total control of their environment, so they still have a large problem of trying to get them out. The second worst-case scenario is, and so far Dark Side was claiming, hey, we just want our money, and if you give us money, we'll go away. But what if Colonial doesn't pay the ransom? What if Colonial tries to fight Dark Side and says, we're going to rebuild our network? Because Dark Side has total control, they could potentially start doing more devastating attacks where causing explosions or causing other things that could cause loss of life. So this is one of those areas where it's very sensitive that if Colonial decides not to pay, that things could get a lot worse before they get better. So what can, I mean, you know, what, what can we do? I mean, does the, is the nation's cybersecurity infrastructure uh, ready for this kind of, of, of threat? It is not because Colonial is not a one-off. It's not like they're making a mistake and they did something no one else is. They have the same exact vulnerabilities that most of the other infrastructure has. So this is just the beginning of a new era in cyber attacks. My recommendation is as soon as possible, I mean immediately, we need to go in and start disconnecting the operational production networks from Internet-facing systems. Those should have never been connected. That was a bad decision that entities started making a couple years ago. And the quickest, easiest way to fix this from happening again is to follow the fundamental rule of security, which is operational networks are physically separate from IT networks. So the good news is there are practical things that can be done. The question is, whether this is going to be a learning exercise for everybody or are these other companies going to think it's not going to happen to us and basically give DarkSide a free lunch to just start holding all the other critical infrastructure ransom. Well, and that was going to be my final question to you. Is this, is this the great wake-up call that America needs, or is this going to be the first in a series of dominoes, do you think? I, if I had a, a, a magic crystal ball, I sure hope. This is the wake-up call. 
I think it's big enough and significant enough, and I think cybersecurity is a hot enough topic that companies will start to recognize. However, we've had other breaches. We've had breaches of 500 million records and others in the past that I thought would be a wake-up call and wasn't. So uh, only time will tell. My guess is it will be a partial wake-up call, but some companies will ignore it and we'll see multiple dark side ransomware attacks over the coming months. So that's interesting. Dr. Cole says uh, that this, uh, this whole cyber attack was essentially an unintended consequence of the pandemic. Folks working from home, not having that extra level of cybersecurity that you would if you were working on a work computer. So is this an anomaly? Is this something that's going to happen in the future? I mean, cyber attacks are nothing new. But to cripple a critical piece of infrastructure like we've seen with this Colonial Pipeline, this is scary stuff. And the only thing scarier than that is the idiocy that we're seeing from folks out in the public who are now hoarding gasoline because they think it's not going to be there next week. So again, if you're one of these people, you know, storing gasoline in whatever vessel you can find and then stashing it in your garage for later use, you're part of the problem. Stop what you're doing. Read the news. Educate yourself. Understand that the gas shortages caused by this cyber attack are not going to affect folks in Orlando, Florida. Depending on where you're listening, if you're in North Carolina, one of the state's hardest hit by this, this is a big deal for you. But again, we talk about this all the time on Not in the Mood. Do your own research. Don't just believe what the TV networks tell you. They're paid to scare you. But it's up to you to disseminate this information for yourself and to understand it so that you're not out there hoarding gas that doesn't need to be hoarded. And if you are, shame on you. Shame on you. Get better. Get smarter. Get better educated. Learn more about what's in the news instead of being one of these idiot lemmings in line at the gas station.